Once again, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Appreciate the Wade inviting us on Brother Randy's recommendation. So if it flops, blame him. But, uh, but I do appreciate the goodness of God. Thank you for your kindness towards us. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Psalms chapter number 66? Psalms chapter number 66. I've had this passage of Scripture on my heart all day, and uh, I need your help here tonight, but I just want God to have His way, don't you? We need that. Psalms chapter number 66, and I want to start reading in verse number 8. If you have it, say amen. Sake of unity, if you don't mind, can we all stand if you're physically able to? Reading of the word of the Lord, Psalm 66 and verse number 8. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net, thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. Verse number 10 again, for thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net, thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. The Lord would help me here tonight. I want to preach on He brought me to a wealthy place. He brought me to a wealthy place. This psalms, like so many psalms, it begins with a praise and it ends with a praise. It begins with make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of His name, make His praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thy enemies submit themselves unto thee. It begins with the praise uh, and it ends with the praise. It's a good formula for our life. It's something that Jesus Christ did uh, when the disciples come to him and they did not ask him, Lord, uh, would you, would you teach us, uh, to perform miracles? Would you teach us, uh, to move mountains? But they said, Lord, will you teach us, uh, to pray? Uh, would you teach, and the Lord began to teach them, uh, that formula for that prayer. How many knows the Lord's prayer, uh, begins uh, like a Psalms? Uh, it begins with the praise. Our Father, uh, hallowed be thy name. Uh, 
And then it ends with, For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power. In other words, we ought to praise early and we ought to praise late. We ought to praise on the mountaintop and we ought to praise in the valley low. We ought to praise when we get up in the morning and when we put our head down on our pillow at night. There ought to continually be a praise from our lips before the when the sun cometh up blessed be the name of the Lord and when the sun goeth down blessed be the name of the Lord I believe we ought to live a life full of praise don't you? I believe that there ought to be a praise just emanating from us there ought to be something deep down inside of every child of God that no matter what the situation may be no matter what the trial that we find ourselves in no matter what our circumstances are we ought to have a praise why because at the end of the day we're saved and the blood of the lamb has been applied to our life we know that our name is written down in the lamb's book of life if you got nothing else to praise the lord for that's something to praise god about can you say amen but how many knows that even though there's a praise at the first and there's a praise at the last a lot of times we find ourselves going through the midst of the storm we find ourselves in a valley of decision we find ourselves in a strait between two different places between two different situations between two different things of obstacles that we are going against that's just life I don't care how old you are you might be young here tonight and you might have a pretty good life ain't nothing really going wrong just stay around it'll happen it's called life we go through it and this Psalms even though he begins in a praise I want to draw your attention to verse number 10 when the psalmist said for thou O God has proved us you remember when Paul was writing to Timothy and he said I thank my God that he counted me faithful placing me into the ministry in other words Paul was letting Timothy know that God had to test me before he could entrust me how many knows that he must prove us before he can use us how many knows that we've got to go through the fire before we can sing in heaven's choir there's going to be a testing friend there's going to be a trial there's going to be things that we wish we were not going through I hate to be the bearer of bad news but that's life you've already got that figured out and God and the psalmist said God you have proved us you have proved us how many knows God has not proven us necessarily for himself he knows what we can take he knows what we can handle but he proves us he proves us for ourselves for if I had not gone through the valley I would not know that I could take it if I had not gone through the battle I would not know that I could be victorious he proves us to reveal to us how weak we are without God he proves us to ourselves and lets us know that we can't do nothing without God for in him we live 
and we move uh, and we have our being. Uh, he must prove us, friend. Uh, he talks about a refiner's uh, refining silver. Uh, that refiner uh, sits there over the pot, uh, over that hut, uh, that fire that he's got going on. Uh, and he puts the silver uh, in the fire uh, until all of the dross, uh, all of the imperfection uh, is burned out of that uh, until eventually uh, that refiner can look at that silver uh, and see his reflection uh, in that silver. Uh, that's what God uh, is doing for you and I. Uh, he must refine us uh, so eventually uh, he can look down uh, and he can see the reflection uh, of himself uh, in our lives. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I don't like to go through the refiner's fire. Uh, but I'm okay uh, as long as I know it's God uh, who's got me in the palm of his hand. Uh, as long as I know it's the Lord uh, that's leading me uh, through the fire. Uh, I'll walk through it. Uh, I, I don't mind the crushing uh, if I can feel the hand uh, of God uh, around me. He must prove us. That's not all he said. The Bible said there in verse number 11, now brought us into the net. It's in the devil's net. This isn't sometimes we just, everything that we go through, the devil calls this. The devil calls that. And I understand. And sometimes we get outside of the will of God and we find ourselves in a prison cell or in an entrapment that the devil set for us. But there are times that God brings us into the net. And that's what the psalmist is talking about. God, you brought me here. You ever, you ever caught something in a net? We was home just a, just a, back in the spring there, late spring, early summer there. We had been in revival uh, about 17, uh, we had been in meetings about 17 weeks there. And we went home for our home, uh, our home church's homecoming revival. Uh, and we was just going to be there that week at another revival uh, starting there. But my transmission uh, went out in my car. Uh, boy, don't you love car problems? Uh, and so that was going to cost me about $4,000. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, I grew up with him. He knew I, he was letting me work with him. Uh, and he knew that I was under the gun. Uh, just stressed out about this uh, and stressed out about that. Uh, well, one Friday morning, I woke up uh, trying to figure out where we're going to go to work at. Uh, and he don't answer me. I call him uh, and he don't answer me. I text him again uh, and I said, where do you want me at? Where are we going at? Uh, and he said, man, uh, I'll be at your house in a minute. Uh, we're going to go to the lake. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, he paid me to go to the lake and go fishing. Uh, what a job. Uh, I wish I could do that full time. Uh, well, my, my children, he kept us out so late uh, that my children, I was gone before they woke up uh, and they thought, man, uh, we didn't get back to well after dark. Uh, my youngest said, man, why is Uncle Brian uh, working daddy so long? Uh, my wife had to spill the beans. Uh, they ain't working or fishing. Uh, but I, I, I remember uh, we was out there on that lake uh, and we was doing some catfishing. Actually, a, a, a lake fed by a river, obviously. Uh, and we was up on the river end uh, and we was doing some catfishing. Uh, and, we, and we caught this, uh, well, I wound up being about 12 uh, or a 14-pound catfish. Uh, and I walked over there with a net uh, because I 
knew if I picked it up, uh, that line probably wasn't strong enough. Uh, that fish would have uh, would have spit the bit. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and so I grabbed it by that net. Uh, and you know what happened? Uh, that fish fussed uh, and it fought uh, and it turned himself uh, and it got so intertwined uh, in that net. Uh, and that's exactly what happens uh, to you and I. Uh, you see, God brings us uh, into the net uh, and we get closed down uh, and it gets tighter around us uh, and it gets wrapped around us. Uh, but all oh, friend, uh, just stay tuned. Uh, God's bringing us to a wealthy place. Uh, God's bringing us to a place uh, of victory. Uh, God's bringing us to a place uh, on the mountain. Uh, just stay with God, uh, even if it's in the net, uh, even if I get bound down, uh, even if I don't understand uh, the will of God. Uh, just stay with God. Uh, he's bringing us into a felt wealthy place. I said he's bringing me and you into a wealthy place. I'm not talking about finances. But oh, friend, when we can look back and we say, God, I was in a net, but now I'm not in a net. We look back and we say, God, you brought me into a wealthy place. I wish I could preach to you here tonight. Oh, you brought me into a wealthy place. But then the Bible said, you laid affliction upon us. There might be people here under the sound of my voice that have an affliction in their body. And I believe God can heal. But that word affliction in the Hebrew it carries the meaning and the connotation of he has laid a heavy burden upon me. How many people here are under a heavy burden? There's moms and dads that wish their children were saved. They're under a heavy burden. Family situations going on. They're in a heavy burden. They're under a heavy burden. There's people here that don't know which way to go. Don't make the don't know the decision that they need to make in their life. And it feels the pressure and the strain in their mind because they're under a heavy burden. But I come to tell you, friend, God knows exactly where you're at. And He's not going to leave you under the burden. I feel this, beloved. He's not going to leave you under the burden. But God said, I'm taking you to a wealthy place. I'm getting you out of the burden. I'm bringing you out of the net. I'm bringing you out of the pain. And I'm going to take you to a wealthy place. I'm going to take you to places you've never been in God before. I'm taking you higher than you've ever been. I'm taking you to a wealthy place. That word... That word wealthy. I'm not talking about finances. I wish God was taking me to a wealthy place. He wasn't talking about finances. But that'll burn up. That'll fade. 
That'll fly away like a bird. But that word wealthy is talking about a wide place. That net gets tighter and tighter and tighter. But if you'll just stay where God wants you to be at, if you'll just stay in the will of God, He's going to bring you to a wide place. It speaks of a place of a well-watered plain, a place of fruitfulness, a place where things are growing, a place where things are are surviving, a place where things are producing, a wealthy place, a fruitful place. That word there, when he says the wealthy place, it's the same word where the psalmist used it in Psalms 23, where he said he anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And I come to tell somebody that feels like they're in the affliction. It feels like they got a heavy burden. The cup is going to run over because God's going to send his rain. Somebody get under the rain cloud of God's grace and let him do it. He's taking you to a wealthy place. Imagine, imagine, imagine the old, the old apostle John. He didn't want to be on the aisle called Patmos for the Word of God and the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. He won't be there because I have found that even when I'm going through the trial of my life, I'm not somebody that tells everybody what's going on in my life. I'm not somebody, and if you do, I'm not falling out with you. I'm not telling just every trial that I'm in. I just don't do that. But oh, I have found that even when I don't tell anybody, and I'm going through a trial, when I can come into a sanctuary like tonight, I can get a little strength. Why? Because I'm with my brothers, and I'm with my sisters. But oh, you take me to a place where I'm isolated. And that's where John was at. That's where he was at. But you don't understand. You might feel isolated from God. But realize, beloved, God's taking you somewhere that you've never been before. I said God's taking you somewhere where it's just going to be a few chapters, John, where God's going to look down and he's going to say, come up hither. I want to show you something. My friend, you might feel under it. You might feel under the gun. But God is about to say, come up hither. Come up hither a little higher. And I want to show you things you've never seen before. I lift your hands and worship God in this place. Thou brought me into a wealthy place. Thou brought us into a wealthy place. I don't know how long you've been building those pictures of that church back there. I don't know how long the operation's been going on. But no doubt, it's been trying and troublesome at times. No doubt, there's been questions. Is it ever going to be finished? But stay with God. 
I believe it's going to make the shout that much sweeter when you get there. Oh, I don't know how long you've been praying for that lost loved one. And it don't seem like they have any response to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But just pray another time. It'll make the shout so much sweeter when you watch them walk down the aisle. You're not getting us here tonight. And it's not your fault. I'm doing a poor job of preaching it. But I come to tell somebody uh, that he's taking you higher. Uh, he's taking you deeper. Uh, he's taking you to a wealthy place. Can you imagine? I'm almost done. Can you imagine Isaac, that boy, raised around those pagan nations where somebody was always sacrificing their sons and sacrificing their daughters? I mean, if there was a war going on, somebody had sacrificed their daughter. Somebody was, you know, is in a drought. They might sacrifice their son. What paganism. But he was in Abraham's home. And no doubt he felt confidence in Abraham. Because Abraham was a friend of God. And surely God, our God, won't do this. But in my mind's eye, I can see Isaac and Abraham with those servants right there at the foot of Mount Moriah. And Abraham turns around and he tells him servants, why don't you stay here while me and the lad go and worship. And in my mind, I could just see him walking up that mountain. And little Isaac looks over there at his father and says, Dad, we've got the wood. We're carrying it. We've got the fire. But where is the sacrifice? Abraham don't even look at him and said, My son, God will provide for himself a sacrifice. You know the story. But oh, put yourself uh, in Isaac's mind uh, put yourself in his eyes uh, as he had submission uh, to his father uh, and his father laid him uh, on the altar uh, and his father tied him uh, to the altar uh, and his father uh, was about to do the unthinkable uh, when all of a sudden a voice uh, from heaven uh, cried out uh, and stopped uh, and said I've got a ram uh, in the thicket uh, my friend Isaac uh, seen Jesus uh, long before uh, he ever walked on earth. Uh, my friend, he seen uh, Calvary. Uh, he was experiencing uh, Calvary. Uh, he's taken uh, Isaac uh, to a wealthy place. If you'll endure it, he's taking you to a wealthy place. Two thousand and ten, we had the two prettiest little girls that God ever given for a fella. They're the apple of my. Eye. I'd hurt somebody really bad for my girls. And then my wife come up in a motherly way. When nine weeks, woke up, nine months, excuse me, full term, woke up one morning, this is it, baby. It was on a Monday morning. I went, I dropped her off at the hospital, grabbed my girls, took them down to my brother's house, showed up on my job, 
I was lining my crews out, knowing I was going to be hit and miss. I mean, we wasn't worried. We'd been there before. When all of a sudden, I got that phone call. You ever had that phone call that changes your life? I know you have. I don't believe I missed it here tonight. You ever had that phone call that changes the rest of your life? Well, good or bad, it changes it. Maybe I can't find a heartbeat. I can't find a heartbeat. I went up there, brother. And I watched them as they delivered that child. Eight pounds, six ounces. Little baby boy, Christopher Dwayne, born asleep, as we like to say. But oh, Dr. Bingham with tears rolling down her face looked at me and said, Mr. Holden, I don't know what happened. There's no damage to the child. There's no umbilical cord damage. There was no signs of this. I don't know what's going on. Oh, but how many knows what the devil meant for evil? God meant for good. I said God meant for good. We put that little boy on the ground at East Memorial Cemetery in Texarkana, Arkansas. My mama buried in the same cemetery friends that I'd worked with all in that community came churches from about four or five different fellowships come thank God for good friends that'll be there in the most trying time of your life but oh even though they're there I felt all alone friend I said even though they was there and they said the right things I felt all by myself have you ever felt all by yourself in the middle of a crowd have you ever felt all alone surrounded by loved ones oh that Thursday morning is exactly where I was at but I remembered that on Thursday night the house of prayer had a prayer meeting we showed up a few minutes late I walked in not knowing how I was going to make it I walked in destroyed in my spirit so downcast a long ways away from the mountaintop but friend something in the middle of that prayer meeting the Holy Ghost come down and the grief was still there the pain was still there but I walked out got in my truck looked at my wife and said baby we're gonna make it my wife I don't have time to go through it but she was raised in Catholicism that Sunday morning that Sunday morning uh, we went to church uh, and we walked back up front uh, just to get prayer uh, to make it through another day uh, and it was on that Sunday morning uh, that my wife went through uh, to the baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, my friend he's taking somebody uh, to a wealthy place uh, you don't understand where you're at uh, you don't like where you're at uh, but stay with God uh, I said stay with God uh, he's taking you somewhere would you stand with me? I know you don't know me. And I don't know you. I know some of my friends. We was at Rich Saints Tabernacle for, I believe, close to four weeks. And I don't know most of y'all. And you don't know me. Pastor, I felt this passage of Scripture all day long. 
felt like God wanted to t- me to tell you. He's taking you to a wealthy place. To a wide place. You know, I've always thought it strange that the devil's road, it promises a wide road, but the more you go down it, it gets narrower and narrower. Until you chokes the life out of you. God's road is narrow. And through salvation and through Jesus Christ, it will always be narrow. But I have learned, the longer I've been in this way, what freedom we have. What liberty we have. And somebody's weighing something in the balance. Somebody's about to throw in the towel. Oh, you'd never verbalize those words. I don't believe you'd do that. But in your mind, you're thinking about just sitting down and taking your ease and just letting it ride. I'm tired of fighting. What they start off the song with? What they start off the service with? Oh, friend, we're in a fight. And but somebody, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost directing me this way. I feel God directing me this way. And you're weighing some things out. Is it really worth it? My friend, if you'll just stay in the net, you'll realize your freedom after a while. When God takes you into that wide place, when God takes you into that fruitful place, when God takes you where he's taking you, it'll be worth it. Oh God, would you help us? Church, would you lift your hand toward heaven? That's God to give me wisdom right now. Nobody looking around, except maybe the pastor. What, what are you about to give up on? What, what are you about to say? What's, what's the use? I've prayed about it. Nothing's changing. I've sought the Lord about it. It's the same. Matter of fact, it, it seems to be getting worse. As you here tonight, why don't, why don't you, that, that one that realizes doubt has replaced faith. Won't you step out? We, we still believe in an altar, don't we? I know we do. We still believe, don't matter, no matter how far along we get in this way, there are some times when it's not my brother nor my sister, but it's... We believe in that, don't we? So many times. 
And I had to go back to an altar. And ask God to forgive me because he had already given me a promise. But I would given up on that promise. That's you, won't you? Won't you make your way to the altar? Just barely after nine o'clock. Why don't you find yourself an altar? You're tired of the tired of the place you find yourself in. Won't you won't you step toward God? Did I miss it? think I did. I don't I don't think I did. Matter of fact, I, I believe I, I believe if the Lord give me the liberty to, I don't think I will. But I, I believe I could come back to where you're at right now. How about it, friend? I know, I know we have some distractions right now. But God wants to take you to a wealthy place. God's trying to show you His glory in your life. Won't you let Him do it? Won't you let Him do it? Church, I felt like telling you God's taking you to a wealthy place. I don't know the trial. I don't know the tribulation. I don't know the trouble. But I do know my God. Sis, I know my God. And I can see it all over you. Oh, shut
I hear you. Yea, the Lord sees you. He's heard your cry. Will you not respond to his Respond to his plea, and I will give you the strength that you need this night, says the Lord. Praise God. My church, let's find hope.